1: For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today.
0: Don't forget, once a day, the BetMGM app has your free-to-play BetMGM fast break game. It's shot to win daily prizes. You play as the point guard and dish to either KG, Kevin Garnett, or Jalen Rose, or take it in yourself for a dunk. If you score, you get a prize. It's free to play right now inside your BetMGM Sportsbook app. Account holders who play BetMGM Fast Break have the opportunity to win a reward if they score a basket. All the details, again inside your BetMGM app. It is BetQL Daily, live coast to coast on the BetQL network, wherever you may be in the world on your Odyssey app. Aaron off today, Chris, alongside Joe. Uh, Two-minute drill, an hour from now, we go on the hardwood after a really interesting night. Last night, both the NBA and college basketball, we'll dive into both uh, pro and college ball in the two-minute drill, an hour from now. Top of the hour, Continue our countdown to Major League Baseball opening day by taking a look at the home run leaders market. And we talked to Jeff Feinberg earlier for some insight on the Cognizant, formerly the Honda Classic, at PGA National this weekend. Some of our leans, angles, and plays on that tournament coming up in 20 minutes. But Mel Kuyper's got a brand new mock draft out, Joe. Four first-round quarterbacks, including one, two. Three uh, three wide receivers and two offensive tackles, plus an edge rusher and a tight end round out the top ten. Six receivers and nine offensive linemen in the first round. We'll dive into some of the guys in the front seven uh, because they are the first day of combine workouts tomorrow in Indy. But let's talk about this Kuiper mock draft specifically. He moves Jaden Daniels up to number two to Washington. Still has Caleb Williams going first overall to the Bears. Um, Drops Drake May to New England at number three. J.J. McCarthy, 12th overall to the Denver Broncos. (laughs) Overdraft. Um, Excuse me. Uh, No Bo (laughs) Nix or Michael Penix Jr. Or Spencer Rattler anywhere near the first round for Mel Kuiper Jr. In this latest mock. Um, What do we make of Daniels getting this push? Because it continues. I thought it had started to cool off. But the Jaden Daniels push... Continues. I'm curious to see if it continues through combine week when he won't be working out or throwing on Saturday night.
2: Yeah, we're good. Get, we're getting this a lot lately. Like this is, and and this occurs, is it some of the chatter that's going on in Indy or are people, I don't know, just saw, as a group think you never know with, with mock drafts to start posting, but we've seen a run of them. Bucky Brooks had a new one yesterday. He had the exact same top three, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, Drake May. Uh, I do think it's going to be QB, QB, QB. That's mm-hmm. my expectation. Like there are some people that think, oh, that Marvin Harrison is all world. He's the can't miss guy. There's always a get bit of a guessing game. There's no perfect formula when it comes to evaluating the quarterback position and drafting them. We know that. I mean, it's still happening all the time. Sometimes the guy that's taken third, fourth, fifth uh, at the position ends up being the best of the bunch. But um, yeah, it's, this, this is a Washington draft. There's so much about Chicago. I think it's clear-cut what Chicago's going to do, what they should do, and if you're able to read the tea leaves, is that Justin Fields is going to be gone, and they're going to restart the quarterback uh, clock, and Ryan Poles is going to select his first quarterback in Caleb Williams. And he all was yesterday, right? Yeah, out. Pretty much. Pretty much. This is a Washington draft, and they're going to dictate a lot of what happens. Is New England willing to sit there and take the one that's left? That's my question. With their evaluation, or, or do they have a clear-cut want, what they're praying happens, without giving up a ton of assets and removing all doubt, where they would move up one spot? Is there is there one that they prefer clearly? Or are they just going to take the, th- the three, no matter what? Wh- whichever yeah, one I- is left, or, you know, like... <laughs> They have one. They're like, well, let's let's move down. Let's try and convince Arizona that we want Marvin Harrison Jr. That it's lying season. The games are going to be played. I'm I'm just fascinated by this whole thing. The Washington New England dynamic is much more interesting than Chicago.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I think the the Mayo dynamic in particular. How much is he a Belichick clone? Bill Belichick Mm -hmm. in this situation. If presented an option at third overall, well, he, he, I think he'd probably buy himself an extra year, to be quite honest. And I think Mayo may go that route. He may buy himself the extra year and and, and try to t- convince everyone in New England. Well, I mean, this is a playmaking wide receiver. Uh, we, got, we got to go this route and go with Marvin Harrison, especially if Drake May goes number two. May seems like the guy, it, to be honest, with the Patriots offensive brain trust or lack thereof, I think they wonder if they can develop Daniels correctly, if they can get him up to speed quickly enough and they need a quarterback. Um, Drake may, I think they probably look at as more of a patriots style quarterback. And so if, if Daniels goes second, I think the Patriots jump at the opportunity, whether we're talking about Bill Belichick in a previous life or Gerard Mayo, who may or may not be a Belichick clone. I think he jumps at the chance to get May at three. If it's Daniels at three, I think, I think they wait to turn that card in and wonder if that's the right answer. Again, with the lack of offensive brain trust, I understand they, believe in the people they've got in place, but I think they also, also understand the limitations in place there. That'll be most interesting to me. What happens if May goes to, if Daniels goes to Washington, okay. Uh, I I think May is a shoe in to go to new England at three, but if Daniels is going to be third, I think that opens up the possibility to Marvin Harrison jr to new England, or even a Patriots trade back, um, And that's where things would really get interesting because now people are going to start, you know, that's an opportunity to build the draft capital. Now Mayo's really building out an entire roster rather than just the quarterback position. Um, It's a little bit of an unknown, not knowing what he's going to do and whether he's going to function like Belichick did or whether the organization as a whole is going to function like Belichick did or whether this is something completely different from the Patriots. And we've seen in what the last, two and a half decades, basically.
2: If I'm ranking the most likely team player matches near the top of the draft, I would put number one, Chicago and Caleb. I would put number mm-hmm. two, Arizona and Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. I know you got to way. I agree with that. A few things can happen, but that's where I would go. And we were joking with Jeff Feinberg earlier about the charges and what they're going to do. And just teasing him with the idea of Brock Bowers on that offense with Herbert and some of the other weapons they have when healthy. Uh, He was all about it. But just, man, I just think that bringing in Harbaugh and what he's all about and you have Herbert in place coming off a serious injury, aren't they just going to go get the best offensive lineman? Whoever they think that is. If they, they think it should, it's him, I, I, get I him. know Bowers if they is think the sexy it's alt, pick. Get him. That, yeah. Uh, that's exactly what I would do. Whichever offensive tackle you have graded the highest, go get him.
0: I mean, this is going to be an offensive line. This is offensive line heavy first round, too. Kuiper has nine offensive linemen going in the first round, two in the top 10. You can go to PFF's uh, latest mock draft as well. They have offensive line at five to the Giants, uh, or excuse me, at six to the Giants. They've got uh, the Chargers taking a Dunze for what it's worth. They've got offensive line seven to the Titans, and then again at 12 to the Jets and 14 to the Saints and 16 to the Seahawks. I mean, we can see 10 offensive linemen go in the first round. Um, yeah. This is... And so that's where you get Brock Bowers really starting to slide, I think. His teams look at it and go, yeah, we'd like to have that tight end, but do we need to have that tight end? And teams whose offensive lines – we just got done talking about running backs and how they're affected by the offensive line. Henry in particular in Tennessee, the complete and total lack of an offensive line. Barkley in New York, you got to build the offensive line first. That's my belief anyway. Um, it's why, again, I'll use the Steelers as an example. It's why the Steelers have struggled offensively for the last few years because their offensive line aged out. They could see it coming like a train barreling down the track at them, but they didn't do anything about it until Marquise Pouncey decided to retire. And then everything else fell apart around that. And they were left holding a, you know, a bunch of Mason Cole and James Daniels bags going, uh, I guess this is our offensive line now before they finally traded up and spent a first-round pick last year. So if you don't build properly, you end up building backwards. Maybe you're like the Broncos. You overdraft the quarterback. I can't believe we're talking about J.J. McCarthy going in the top half of the first round. That's
2: and and he's not the, not the only one. Kuiper's not the only been, one. I've been seeing that a lot. I laugh at the idea as well that really – Sean Payton's been waiting around. He's playing the waiting game on this Russell Wilson contract. He dealt with it. He couldn't wait wait to boot this guy out of town. He's getting his wish. He's getting his hand-picked quarterback at number 12 overall, and his selection is going to be J.J. McCarthy. I understand picking a quarterback there, making that connection. Totally get it. But I do not believe that he has him circled as the guy.
0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Unless he falsely believes that he can, like, he's having flashbacks to getting Drew Brees on the cheap, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, look at an undersized guy. Maybe I can do something with this. Uh, has the, uh, I'm telling you, he's not not Drew Brees, he's going to be this year's overdrafted first-round quarterback, J.J. McCarthy. And I would much rather, if you're going to be the Broncos and you're going to overdraft a quarterback at number 12, at least go with a guy who has more experience to this point in Knicks and go with a guy that you can trust. I I shouldn't say trust. He's going to be a rookie first-round pick, but who you'd have more belief in spreading the ball around to Sutton and Judy um, and Humphrey. I, I don't see that in J.J. McCarthy. Again, a couple of big games this year. Um, one big-time game last year. He's not the guy that I'm building my offense around for the next five to ten years. I'm just – and it's not like Peyton has a ton of time in Denver. They want results now. It's why they're moving on from Russell Wilson and biting a thirty to $35 million bullet for the next couple of years. Because they want results now. and We don't care. And so get me the quarterback who's a little bit closer. In this case, Knicks, if you're going to insist on me wildly overdrafting a quarterback. Sure as hell isn't J.J. McCarthy. Um, real quick, I mentioned the combine workouts start tomorrow. And the front seven will be the focus. We're talking interior D linemen, edge rushers, off-ball linebackers. Kuiper only has six of these kind of guys going in the first round. And if you look at it, a lot of mock drafts, not real high on the front seven. Um, Mm -hmm. PFF's mock draft has one or two interior D linemen, uh, maybe three to four edge guys, but all mid to late first round and no off-ball linebackers, inside linebackers. That's a position we talk about devalued positions at running back included, Joe. Off-ball linebacker devalued in the modern day NFL. You can go out and sign a free agent. Um, but interior D linemen and edge rushers will be the focus. And even though we're probably not getting more than three or four of those guys in the first round.
2: Yeah, I, I think you're right on what the focus is going to be. Of course, quarterback and, you know, we're an example of that. Everybody's interested in the quarterback position. And you mentioned offensive linemen. Um, that's going to be the position that's drafted the most. Well, so what number are we going to get in the betting markets? because you're probably going to want to play the over as far as that goes. Yeah. The, the order of that position is all over the place. I think the most part on the defensive end, those impact players, the front seven guys, I think the order is pretty similar for the most part. But have you noticed that as well, that on the offensive line, it is all over the map guys that a month ago, were viewed as the best offensive lineman or second best. Now they're like the fifth offensive lineman going in a lot of mocks.
0: Yeah, Alton Latham feel like the the 1-2. Fashionu from Penn State you see sometimes included as well, but he's a cut below all over the place. Alton Latham. And then all of a sudden, yeah, you get Fuaga from Oregon State thrown at you in some. Uh, Fautanu from Washington. Um, you see different centers mentioned. I mean, centers are weird. At center in the first round is a, is a little bit of a reach, I think. But, I mean, we're talking, again, according to the PFF mock draft I, I looked at last night and again this morning, we're talking nine offensive linemen in the first round. Um, that's, if, if the number on the board when it comes time, say the, the day before the draft, the morning of the draft, is eight and a half, I'm going over give me the over if it's nine and a half I might even consider that first round offensive lineman because really that's where the run is going to happen to other than receivers in the top 10 which I could see a run on them again Kuyper's mock has six first round wide receivers um those are the two positions that could hit a run say right around like the sixth or seventh pick through
2: the 15th pick I've uh I've also got to throw out this out there, as long as you mention the receivers, that in Kuiper's mock, everybody has bears with Caleb right now. He's got neighbors falling to them at nine. If oh. that is what they get at one and nine, that, I mean, man. <laughs> that reminds you of PFF. how you started things off in Cincinnati with the first and second round.
0: Yep, PFF's got the same thing. Um, Caleb Woo. and neighbors at one and nine. Bears fans, I think, would feel pretty, pretty good, Larry David, about that one. All right. Twenty five minutes from now, we're thirty days to opening day. What do we think about the home run leader market? Jake Berger's name will be mentioned. I I don't <laughs> Rob Deere's maybe as well. Um two minute drill in the final hour, some lightning bets coming up next. The Cognizant Classic at PGA National. What do we like this weekend here on BetQL Daily?